We're rolling. Welcome to another episode of the Ridge Podcast. 22? I think it's 22. Nice. It feels really good to have done 22 episodes of this, even if nobody is listening. I think I am actually too low now. Feels really, really, really good. Like, yeah. Congratulations. Great job. Yeah. Our guest today is... Josh, alcoholic. Oh, cool. I wasn't quite sure... When you walked in, yeah. I immediately started talking about alcoholism. Yeah. I think. Josh has a crazy story. Uh, it's a little crazy. So how, did, how do you guys know? Can I tell them the first time Go the ahead. drive I gave Go you? Ahead. Go ahead. So the first time I ever met Josh, I gave him a ride home after a meeting to his homeless spot in Redonna Beach. And he was like mm. super chill. Where, oh, you mean he had like a spot on the side of the road? or It was uh, beside the beach in Redondo, yeah. Put your mic... Like as close as ours oh, okay. is. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, wow. So where, like what, what was it? Where was it? What, what did you, what, what were you living in? What, what I was, was living next to the restroom on, on the beach in Redondo around Avenue C ish area. You know, if, much about no, that I spot don't. at all. He's okay, not. He's not. He doesn't know. You're, the you're South not familiar Bay. with the but South like, Bay. But like, I'm just more so like wondering, like, yeah, cardboard, blanket. What were your clothes? Sleeping bag. I just had a backpack. Provisions, clothes, a couple blankets, and some electronics, and that was that. Like what kind of electronics? Cell phone, mostly, and a laptop. So I could always go online at the coffee shops. And, and, and what did a day look like? <laughs> it was weird because like, I was out there. See, I got kicked out of my sober living at the time, and uh, I just ended up in the South Bay. And I happened to stumble across a meeting that was going on at my outpatient. And they happened to all be going to one of the local clubs there. Was it the gong show? No. Um, it was it was like the 930 meetings out there. Oh, and at the Hermosa Alano Club. At the Hermosa Club, Alano Club. Mm-hmm. yeah. I wasn't sure how much detail we're giving on that stuff. What is it? AM or PM? 930. 930 AM. Oh, so the morning meetings. Yeah. Those yeah. are actually like kind of dope. Yeah, I like them a lot, actually. And, yeah. you know, I started going there, you know, after I went to the panel. And I just did that every day for up until I got a job like six months ago, you know, what's what's crazy is Josh told me to pick him up today and I picked him up from work and I was like, so where are you living now, man? He's like, Oh, I live in Manhattan beach. Yeah. And like he has 18 months sober now and like everything is like already like flipped significantly. So you rent an apartment in, I'm renting a room and still too low. It seems like, I mean, I could turn you up. I don't know. I mean, just listening to everyone else. You sound good. And also just, just a quick little note. You Mm -hmm. can be, as detailed as possible. Okay. On this podcast, we don't hide or anything. Yeah. We talk, tell names. We do it all. Okay. Um, if we have to eventually one day worry about that because we're big enough to worry about that, then that'll be a good That'd thing. That'd be a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, cool. That's good to know that. Redondo Beach. Redondo Beach. And the meeting was called... 930 something I have no idea The name of the meetings Where I started going To so many meetings After that So you left The sober living Yeah I got kicked out You got kicked out Why Um, A combination of Doing too many drugs And drinking too much In it And not paying rent Okay and then you went And slept on the street Yeah Which I already had Plenty of experience with Before that I was homeless For four years So so you left The sober living And continued using On the street Um, 
this last time I didn't use it on the street at all. So you got kicked out of the sober living and yeah. you got sober. I got sober right away. Interesting. Yeah. And you got kicked out for using. Yeah. But once you were kicked out, you were like, I'm going to fucking show them. I, I, yeah, basically I did one experiment. I'm like, okay, this is the first day I got kicked out. My, uh, uh, outpatient wanted to put me in a rehab center and I was like, well, I'm not having that. And that's like too crazy for me. So I was like, I don't think I'm an alcoholic. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to a liquor store. I'm going to buy a bottle of vodka. And if I don't wake up in jail, I'm not an alcoholic. Well, Redondo Beach jails aren't so bad because I woke up in one. And apparently <laughs> I got pretty blackout drunk. Don't know what I did. They didn't really tell me. They let me sleep it off. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. I'm an alcoholic. I'm going to go find whatever I got to find. And yeah. That's how it all started. I think that's really important to do. I yeah. mean, it says in the book, if you're not sure, if you're yeah. an alcoholic, to go test out the waters. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, I, which I like, ne- like I did a little bit, but like after I tested the waters, I like wanted to test the waters again. Mm. <laughs> it's just, then it just like, then I'm just drink like wanting, it's just like a cover up for the obsession really. And like, I did get my test and I really fucked up, you mm-hmm. know, and I got my answer. Well, th- that's like, you know, his test to see if he was an alcoholic or not was, I'm going to drink. And if I don't end up in jail, yeah. <laughs> that's like how an alcoholic yeah. thinks, you yeah. know, it's just crazy. It was crazy. getting progressively worse <laughs> yeah. at that point too. And I, I kept doing that. I woke up in jail multiple times that year and I was like, why the fuck did I keep doing this? You know, was alcohol your biggest thing? Uh, that's where I got the most trouble in, but yeah. I liked everything. Yeah. Like I, you know, I lived in a sober living, so there was drugs everywhere. Yeah, it's just how it works. And just to clarify for anyone who's listening to this, alcoholism is a disease that centers in our mind and it has really nothing to do with the drugs or the alcohol. It has more to do with how we think about shit and the alcohol and drugs are actually a treatment for our mind, which I heard Randy share the other day. I don't know why it's called alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Maybe because in the beginning we didn't really understand it. Mm-hmm. And most of the people that were having these symptoms were drinking alcohol. We're alcoholic. Yeah. We're drinking alcohol. But, but really, I just think it's really important to clarify for people who don't really understand alcoholism and alcoholics, addicts, gamblers, you know, sex addicts, love addicts, overeaters, like, you know, when whatever you're doing, to, to ease your mind, which is an overly active mind, Mm -hmm. whatever you're doing, if that thing starts to take over your life and and cause your life to be unmanageable and you admit it, that's what, that's what an alcoholic is. And the only requirement for membership to AA is a desire to stop a desire to stop drinking or using. Yeah. So what, so what happened before this sobriety? (laughs) Like what led you? Cause I mean, this seems like a really successful run so far, right? Yeah. So far so good. Um, I mean, you just mean, what was it like before? Like, uh, like I got what, sober? Yeah, what, yeah. Like what, what was different this time getting oh, sober? Ooh. I think I got tired of wanting to like being satisfied by the dream of, of not being reliant on all these crutches that I kept using such as alcohol and drugs. Cause I just was reliant on it to get through my day all the time and I just got tired of it and ended up building up these fantasies of what life would be like if only you know once I quit and I'll have this yeah. perspective and you know things will be so much better even just never like did. the money you'd save yeah well yeah anything just, support, just supporting that habit as yeah. a homeless person I it's, can only imagine oh it's not fun 
It's not fun at all. I mean, you just were willing to do anything. Oh, I had my lines, but yeah, I would do it. You know, I'd hang out with a certain crowds, but I'm very much a lone wolf on the streets type of guy. You know, I don't know. It's very odd. And I'm not from here either, from California. I'm from Ohio. And I spent the majority of my homeless time in Ohio, Mm. including sleeping outside in snow, you know, and all that jazz, you know, and I'd work. And I would go to hotel lobbies and sleep at night. Wow. And then go through their fucking, like, uh, buffets in the morning and eat up like, like a boss and stuff my bag and change different locations so they could never spot me, you know? And then, mm. you know, shower at the Hilton. Do how stuff how like much that. money did you need to come up with to, like, be okay for a day? Ooh, um, I happen to have really shady friends who are really good thieves. Mm. And we, they would just be like, hey, we're going to go on a run to Kroger. I'm like, all right, cool. And I'd walk out with two or three cases of beer and a bottle or two. Okay, so you would steal the alcohol. Oh, yeah. And was there a drug habit? At that time, heroin every once in a while. But like... When you could get it? Yeah, I was never addicted to heroin. Like, it's strange. I did it for the, for the hangovers. Because mm. like, I found like, that's like ugh, the hangover is what I was wanting to avoid. That was the worst thing. You know, that's what stuck with me. So, so you were a real alcoholic. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you just drank. Yeah. I loved alcohol, man. And just made everything better. Like, it does not do anything and be happy with that, you know? How are those cold nights? Cold. <laughs> Bus stop like... at three in the morning when there's ice on the ground and you wow. have the only thing to keep Ooh, you warm wow. is a sheet, your jacket, and then a bottle of, uh, of uh, rum. And then until, like, a local co- campus opened up. Did, did you get sick a lot? Not as often as you would think. I don't know what happened. Like, well, I think cold, being cold. Yeah. I don't know that that's actually linked related to, to getting sick. Yeah, it's a myth. Think, it's a myth. It's yeah. a myth. But I did stay in shelters fair often enough, and getting sick in there would happen. And I, so, what was like the beginning like of that? The, no, of just like your alcoholism. Oh God! Well, I just started young. You know, like I started how young? Twelve was when I first started drinking, and this is a party. And like, I was like, ah, awesome. We have more. And I, I was, think what Wickham <laughs> wants is like sort of like a. Like a synopsis of like yeah, your, like your family and like in like I would up. say fifteen minutes. Okay, um, Jesus. So that's basically how it all started and how I got here. Okay, what it was like, what how what happened was like, and what it was like now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Early on, it was pretty basic. I thought it was pretty innocent. It was just a way to loosen up, and I loved it, and I had access to it. My family, they drank. And when my parents drank, especially my dad, it was great because he would... We have a big family. Are you Irish? I'm a half Irish. I knew it. Yeah, half oh. Irish, half German. Yes, Irish. <laughs> uh, got the red beard to give it away, too. Yeah. Yes. And so, like, yeah. Uh, and my family, our tradition is we get drunk and we debate and we argue and we philosophize and we talk about... Well, that makes Politics so sense. and all of this. And the only way to be part of that is to really be drinking like they are. Because you're not going to get a word in unless you're as obnoxious as they are. Right. So <laughs> you got to get really wasted to hang, you know. And that was a tradition with my dad up until I quit drinking, you know, like... That's like, that's what we love to do. That's just our thing. But in a, in a way, like there's, there's still, you kind of like got something good out of that. Cause you're like oh, really yeah. knowledgeable and philosophy. That's kind of, I wanted Josh on the podcast is because I was defending Kanye to like a table of like eight people after a meeting mm-hmm. and like they were just hating. And then Josh just comes in and he just drops some Socrates quote. And I'm like, dude, like what? Which and, was. What did you say? What did I say? It was during the whole TMZ shit. And, and I realized, and then I kept, and then I was like, okay, fuck these people. And I just talked to Josh for the rest of the night. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this dude was so smart. 
he like knows so much about philosophy mm. and i was like whoa dude he's and talking like, me up a little bit so i'm gonna do my best i just want to try to figure out what that quote was right we're yeah. gonna have to reflect on that because that was like six months it might have just been a quote like it might have just been an original thing i might have just said. said something yeah yeah and then and then no it got really quiet and then lily yeah this girl in our group just was like whoa you're really smart yeah yeah well, 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 what what is your out your your takeaway of that for from that whole situation that that event that happened yeah i came at it very neutrally because like everyone i could see uh passions flaring yeah. you know and you know how we alcoholics are you know we're very yeah like to our position we're very defensive and i just tried to defuse the situation and re- go to the middle like, that's where i always start is in the middle and like i want like, yeah i see and- your point and i see your point so that's where we got common ground too because i was like dude everyone's like really like to the left or like really to the yeah, right and I hate no- it and I'm a moderate and he's like oh yeah I'm a moderate too and I'm like sometimes I feel stupid debating with people because they just see you as the enemy and he was like well it's important to plant the seed yeah exactly yeah. and I think it is important you don't have to win the victory isn't just decided that day you know if your victory is even what you're looking for maybe there's something else. and you know what's weird is i think i did plant a seed in a few of those people you did because now they like bring up shit to me and they like have like facts to back it they're like ready to like combat me yeah that's but good. they have like they're yeah. like ready and they're like no shit yeah but just just for people listening that don't have any idea what we're talking about like what are we talking about uh, um we were just talking i was just trying to defend kanye and people were saying he was an asshole for supporting trump and I said that it's a really positive message that he's trying to say, but that you kept getting stuck on like, oh, he's an asshole. Oh, he's a dick. But I'm like, I brought up, there's like this principle in like philosophy called um, ad, ad, hominem. ad hominem, where when you're arguing with somebody and so it's, it's like um, they do it a lot in politics of like, if Donald Trump makes a really good point and Hillary Clinton doesn't have anything to say back, she'll just say, well, you're a liar. How can I ever believe what you say? Because you're attacking the person and not the argument. Mm-hmm. And people do that a lot. And every time I'd be like, yeah, but Kanye did this, Kanye did that. They'd be like, yeah, but he's an asshole. But I'd be like, you can't do right. that, you know, to get out of an argument. Right. And, um, but yeah, in the car we were, he was telling me about his music. He's into like industrial, what was skinny it? Skinny puppy. Skinny puppy. Old school. Yeah. Apex puppy. twins. Have you heard? Apex twin. Dude, I was, what was X-Fusion? X-Fusion. Dude, these X-Fusion guys are sick. Apex twin is a fucking I tried genius. to explain to him that Richard D. James, Apex twin is like responsible for a lot of the music stuff we have yeah. today and people don't even know it. There's like, one Apex twin song. Come to daddy. No, that one's cool, but there's another one that's like super beautiful. It's like oh. ding, 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 ding. I know what you're, uh, I know it's I one I know of the greatest yeah, electronic yeah. songs ever made. I'll play it for you after. It's fucking. It's phenomenal. It's so, fucking Aphex Twenty. It's so at. high level. Yeah. <laughs> and this dude's visual, like he wear, he like has images of him on like women's bodies. Yeah, and just, with the like, big smiles, the creepy smiles, weird shit. We would trip on acid and just look at the face on the cover of those CDs and just watch a smile like quirl endlessly into the void and it would just yeah, be like gnarly yeah, I, dude. I, I would peg him as an industrial guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know like uh richard cunningham oh, the name's familiar so he did all those videos he, he does oh i know exactly what you're talking this about. guy yeah. is the illest yeah music video director but like far out weird he's like david the david, david lynch, lynch of music, videos, music yeah. video directors and i have like a, a a short film dvd set of all the music videos he's done mm-hmm. 
Rubber Johnny. Rubber. I think it's called Rubber Johnny. Yeah, Rubber Johnny. The one he's doing the coke, the alien-looking deformed creature dude in the wheelchair. So Rubber Johnny is a song. Yeah, yeah. From Aphex Twin. Aphex Twin. Yeah. And yeah, it's one of the weirdest fucking music videos you ever see. That's it's cool. I want to scope it now. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. I love that Wickham brings on. I love that he brought was able. He brings you on, and then like, that's what. That's why this works. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying exactly. because he's open to that shit but yeah. too young to have like experienced it i know and, and I, then i played suicide boys for him to get his opinion on it <laughs> like, it's aggressive it's no, aggressive. They're, they're rad but <laughs> yeah. like but the the skinny puppy aphex twin there's so much history depth, depth to yeah. their art yeah like well he called it idm which is well he doesn't like the name intellectual dance music that's what Aphex Twin music. And he was trying to explain to me what that meant. Yeah. And it was like, what? Like, well, you like, don't even need to explain it. You just listen to one of his songs. Yeah. And yeah. you'll understand. Intellectual. It's like, it just felt like cinematic to me. Oh, you listened to some of it? We you listened, listened to, to one of the songs as more of his ambient style. Uh-huh. And then in another one that was more old school. Put it this way. Dead Mouse. Oh. If you mention Aphex Twin to Dead Mouse, he'll yeah. probably just be like... That's my hero. That's the guy. Whoa, Skrillex actually. Skrillex <laughs> famously for wearing Aphex Twin shirts. Yeah, all the he's time. the illest. His logos, so his logos, the illest. Mm. He's like super, like, like low key. He's just this high level. He like, owns a tank. He's allowed well, to drive it around. Didn't you say you were? I'm ma- not kidding. You were you were making industrial music too? Oh, for a long a long time ago in my super nihilist phase. Like, yeah, because yeah, Pat like, used to produce music too, electronic yeah. music too. Yeah, so Nine Inch Nails. Oh, dude, dude, he was just talking. We were just talking about yeah, Trent. Rosner. Anything big, anything small. I'm. Bi- I was a bit of a Trent industrial Rosner. snob, you know. So like, yeah, you know, the smaller the band, almost the better. You know how those guys can be. Yeah, but now you're aware of how incredible. Now you're like able to be like, oh, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah, of course. Gods of course. Of... I mean, I grew up with Nine Inch Nails. I mean, that they changed my life. You never didn't day. like them. Yeah, I always liked oh, them. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I mean, they kind of drop off, but that's not because. But like Ministry, Ministry's cool. You KMFDM. Might... Yeah, KMFDM. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Drug Against it's War. It's just like dun, 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 exactly that German shit. That German like Rammstein. Exactly. You know, and like it's like it's like it's like it's like robotic. Like metal mm-hmm. with because like you know electronic music is like robotic, mm-hmm. but like if you mix metal with like robotic music and like heavy, it, it's really Skrillex took it to a new level. They and did. They changed it for a new he, generation. He did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, he did. It's really cool. Like yeah, I think that like Prodigy. Prodigy was big. Especially I think in the 90s. that that style and that aggression and that darkness mm-hmm. in electronic music has influenced me in a huge way. That's awesome. Man. I would say that like punk rock and like prodigy yeah, and like nine inch nails that, you know, we, we did a version of that. Not really. Yeah. I just, in my mind, I was like, you know, the aggression at a hypercar show, which was the group I was in mm-hmm. the, 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 we would stage dive and, it was like high energy. Yeah, it was really high energy, but it was pop mm. music, but with like kind of a rock okay. twist. Okay. Whatever. I, I, I love that you like that stuff. Yeah. We were talking about nihilism on the way here too. Mm. Yes. Nihilism comes up when you're in a car with me at one point. Yeah. Or another. I'm very interested. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, I was talking to him about like, 
Well, what were we talking about? We were talking about existentialism, right? Yes, existentialism is a cure for but like nihilism. what led us to that. Yeah, to remember? existentialism yeah. or that whole conversation. I don't remember exactly what brought I was us to that talking about. We were talking about like giving your own, giving your life, life purpose, yeah. and like how like I never like fucked with that because I used to think that I was like, who am I to give my life purpose? Like I was like searching for like a god or someone to give me purpose so that then I could be okay. But then you kind of realize, like, oh, wait, like, I'm me. Like, I give my life purpose in a way. And that's, like, the solution. Oh, you know what we were talking about? He was, I was, we were listening to X-Fusion, and I was like, dude, Europe's, like, in, interested in the dark shit. Like, Ghost Man, Suicide oh, yeah. Boys, even, like, why are they like that? And he was like, what did you say? Oh, uh, well, they, Europe had to overcome, or how to say this, they had to um, confront nihilism far sooner than America did thanks to the World Wars. You know, they have the crumbling of the church and a lot of its prescriptive morality. Then you have it replaced with fascism and communism. And then those collapse. And it's like, shit, well, you know, religion failed us. Politics failed us. And what are we going to do now? And they go back. You know, some of them become religious and, again. And, and that's try what that. Nietzsche become, meant when he said God, God is, is dead. dead. Yeah, yeah. Because that doesn't mean that, like, literally God is dead. It means the structure of all morality and all meaning is collapsed. And it's a corpse. And now it's up to you to replace it with something. So then they're just like, nothing is like, it's nihilism. There's like, nihilism is to not replace the substructure of your, of, the, of your destroyed God. So what happened after that when they're faced with nihilism? Oof. Well, existentialism became a thing. So when ex- Which is for the ex- viewers. Well, it depends on your sort of how you want to define existentialism because not all existentialists define existentialism the same. But as far as I can understand it, it is how to like either create or at least recognize meaning like real meaning in your life and then cultivate it to maximize its its uh, its value mm-hmm. so that like in other words um god existentialism doesn't have to be atheistic for example right it can be christian or christian existentialists uh, such as kierkegaard christian existentialist jordan peterson's basically a christian existentialist as popular as he is really yes he's oh yeah because he's all about like he's all about the and yeah, like, the yeah, old archetype sense. stories you know like he's not christian in a traditional sense but he's very much in the existential sense mm. uh, next uh, christian and uh so an existentialist would say i have a purpose i create my own purpose or i cultivate my own purpose but a purpose is not intrinsic in anything or it does not exist outside the self. So there's no like giver of purpose. I can't give you purpose, but you can take purpose sort of thing. Mm, like it, it's very, always on to you. It's always up to you. You're ultimately responsible for everything, everything good and bad. But what I was telling him was like in like for me, like getting sober, I never thought I was like a fit person to give myself purpose. Like this fucking, yeah. You know, like burnout. Isn't that a thing in AA? It's strange. Yeah, it's like you have to create your own or recognize a higher power first thing. You can come over here, Sus, if you want. Well, I think if you're an AA, that's it's easy. They make it very easy for us. Yeah, Yeah. we have a primary purpose. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, which is to help another alcoholic get sober. Yeah, yeah. I just like um, how to say. I think some people are intimidated by the idea of like I have to believe in a god as soon before I can even start the steps, sort of thing. You know, because that's like the first step. That's the third step. Third step. Well, well, it's in the first step, isn't it? It's in the second. I I, I, I think I think the most important thing before starting the steps Uh, is to is isn't necessarily to have a god. It's just to know Mm -hmm. that you're not. Yeah. No. That's that's great. 
that's a good way to like not freak out by it. I just, based on my experience of seeing other people freak out, you know, yeah, like that's one of the things some out. people freak out about, you know, well, it's because some people have a really bad experience with religion. Yeah, for like sure. Really? You can't yeah. blame them. But at the same time, you know, it's, you should be able to separate. But that's the cool thing about AA is we have to abandon all of our old ideas and have a really, and have an open mind so that we can have a new experience with some power other than our own power because our power got us wasted, yeah. homeless, drunk, you know, so we have to stop listening to our minds because mm-hmm. our minds have become warped. So I, I think that like all these extreme forms of anything are sort of they don't really help us i love the idea of existentialism to a certain point it's like well at least for me it's like i do believe i have a purpose and i'm doing everything i can to sort of accomplish that purpose Mm -hmm. but also with the idea of it might change like i might have I have to be open to like pivoting or adjusting based on like what my power is yeah, capable of or no, like my higher power oh. is like sort of helping me get through each scenario. Cause I think my mind wants to immediately go to this negative fault finding place. Well, do I know you, that when, place. when your yeah. mind goes there, well. yeah. do you ever slip back into like nihilism? Like I find myself, I find my, cause I was asking him, I was like, do you ever slip back in it? He was like, once you're in it, you know, you, it's, it, you, you're never out of it. You kind of like slip back. And I feel like I, I get into that place sometimes. And it's like really dark. We're like, <clears throat> like all, like we're like human, like Joe Rogan has this rant where he goes on DMT and like, he talks about being As on DMT does. and he realizes that like the, the planet earth is just like you see these beautiful green trees and like uh this nature and these mountains and then you see this like really ugly muddy like brown thing and what is that oh that's like civilization that's like people and we're like ruining the planet we're like mold on toast on like a flying rock in space in the middle of nowhere yeah it's gnarly and like i used to think a lot like that like when i was using and drinking and it led a lot to my depression Mm. And, uh, I mean, I do believe in a higher power and like that relationship with the higher power, like starts off weak, but then you grow and you like learn and your sponsor, like, you know, tells you what's up, but I still find myself slipping into that nihilism of like, you know, I don't really know if we are mold on toast. Yeah. You know, I wish I had that. It doesn't affect me in that cosmic way anymore. Like I'm not really a cosmic nihilist in that way where it's like, Oh, society. And you know, if you take a bird eyes view of everything, we're so small. It's like, yeah. So what kind of nihilist are you? Oh, my kind of nihilism is just very selfish, like very solipsistic. Like, uh, what's the point if I can't change myself or do anything or create value or make my life better than I'm just, what's the point of anything? You know, that's my, I guess that's a depression. <laughs> if you want well, to call it we're, we're also narcissists. Yes, we are in some ways. Cognitive narcissists, Stephen. So, so you're okay. But so why don't we just. Can you restart the game? Why don't we just be... They're about to hit the 30-minute mark. Why don't, why don't we just focus on just being happy? Because, mm, like, I don't think happiness is a... Well, I don't know. Peaceful. Peaceful's good. Why, yeah. don't we just, why don't we just do things that, that make peace us, is great. Why don't we just do things that give us peace? Yes. Things that we enjoy. So here's, the, here's how I attribute what you said about nihilism. 
And it does happen to me too, but it's in a really good way. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. That liberating nihilism. Yeah. And it is very you liberating like with that perspective. Twist yeah. That. Because that's what we're supposed to do. I like, agree. It's like, fuck it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. It's all supposed to happen mm-hmm. the way it's happening. You love your fate. It's like, fuck it. Well, you accepted yeah, your fate. But I also, <clears throat> when, when I'm inspired and I'm positive and I'm motivated, I, I can just keep doing all the things that help me end up in a better spot. Yeah. Which can be uncomfortable sometimes, but, yeah. um, yeah, the, 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 the carelessness, like fuck it all, we're so small, like that actually works to my benefit. Um, <laughs> That's we're, super we're, nice. we're, like um, imagining the audience naked, sort of thing. You dude, know? Like, I can yes. speak in front of a lot of people really yes. well. Yeah. I can put myself out there. I can yeah. be super vulnerable yeah. in front of a camera or anyone. And like, it's a great technique. I'm on a Bella Thorne shoot with Steve Aoki, and I'm just like showing him all this stuff, and I'm just. I'm shooting all the BTS and I'm just wanting to build our brand and like not really overthinking it because I know my intentions are in the right place. It allows me to be the best version of myself and not care what other people think because fuck it. I'm not that important anyway. Um, yeah, it it is kind of freeing in that way. But like, I think because I like grew up and like really like I was like an altar boy, Catholic school all my life. I'm still in a Catholic school. Mm. Um, I like need like a heaven or like a God to like tell me I'm okay. okay. Which like I don't know if that's well, that's the same thing I'm saying. It I'm is? saying that yeah, I'm saying that I don't give a fuck because all I need is my power and everything's gonna be fine. Mm. I can just be vulnerable. I can just put all this shit out there it's about so hard to shit. do though like i can't okay, do that. i've well, been trying to do okay, that well here's the like thing can't. though well then you're not I'm like really a little fucking well then you're, well then you're not really with the power you're yeah. not you don't really believe in the god thing right yeah so when i go I, this is just i just want to give this little example because mm-hmm. it's kind of incredible god and this this positive sort of uh, inspiring motivating connection I have with my power, like allowed me to be transparent, open and honest with Steve Aoki the mm-hmm. other day. Cause I go kind of back with him a little bit mm-hmm. and he was like, Oh, it seems like you guys are doing pretty good. And I showed him the Sheck West thing. Yeah. Now this is us sort of making fun of a really big rapper who has like a lot I, of he, clout I told him and he's story. on tour with Travis Scott, who's Sheck West, obviously who, who, who Steve Aoki obviously wants to get in with. Mm-hmm. If Travis Scott could be featured on a Steve Aoki song, that'd be really good for Steve. He doesn't want to be like necessarily co-signing what we did. You know, I, I'm sure he would even take a Sheck, Sheck feature. Yeah. Right. So after I showed him that ego fear started creeping in. Pushing God out, edging God, ego, edging God out, E-G-O. <laughs> started edging that. And I'm like, oh my God, now I start tripping. Because he didn't like, see, I'm looking at, he's not looking at me. He, he passed me, but he didn't look, he's, he didn't say goodbye. He doesn't want to have anything to do with me. Yeah, you're mind reading now. So, so now I'm like, it's almost like we have to keep, it's almost like us as alcoholics, we're drawn to that negative yeah. fault-finding thing, and we need to have some way to remember the four agreements, 
Don't sweat the small stuff. I mean, there's literally, that's what I love about Jordan Peterson is he's not necessarily saying you need to be religious. He's saying these are principles. These are truths. Yeah. Which if you live by them, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Universal truths. You can get them out of all. Yeah. yeah, Selflessness, humility, courage, faith, and, and, and even, um, not assuming anything, Mm not taking anything personally. I'm assuming what Steve's thinking. I'm taking him not saying goodbye to me personally. Right. What did I do? That son of a bitch. Yeah. I think that they're all interlinked. Of course. Yeah. The higher power, AA, these spiritual principles, the four agreements, even that don't sweat the small stuff book. I just recently read like it's all like, and it's all small stuff. It's yeah. just like not a big deal, yeah. which kind of coincides with what you said about like us being tiny things on this big planet. And it's an existential problem too, because um, small can seem large and large can seem small. And that's an existential issue. Like the, the least significant things can really seem all encompassingly like significant, like him not saying bye. That just ruined your whole life, maybe. Maybe right. you went and got in a fight with someone you didn't get shown and got in a fight with, and you ended up in jail. You know, you, he fell down and cracked his skull open. You got to serve 10 years now, and all, you know, all because of this one little thing that you misinterpreted. And it was just a minor thing, it was just like the end of the world. Or like really big events we're just blind to. You know, you miss your opportunity. Mm. You know, you miss your chance. She gave you uh, the googly eyes, but you just were like, I don't know if she's into me. So that's like where these principles come in mm-hmm, because exactly. if we're in these principles mm-hmm. i don't think we're gonna miss that yeah and we can recognize it easier too it's yes. like and we have some control over it i guess at the end of the day too it's like courage isn't just something you have it's something you work at you know wisdom isn't something you just have it's something you work at you're born with intelligence that's iq but wisdom is different you mm-hmm. know and that takes time you know it takes practice and it takes a lot of pain and a lot of mistakes and a lot of learning and humility, but you can get there. Yeah. Whatever there is and whatever it is, like, you can reach it or get somewhat close. At least that's what I think. So what do I know? <laughs> so just real quick, cause mm-hmm. we kind of like detoured from what yes. we were trying to do in, mm-hmm. initially, yes. which was you. Um, <coughs> we digress. Y- you were talking about. Your about growing drinking. up drinking, yeah, yeah. um, yeah. Um, where to, were you in your story? Um, I was just talking about how great it was to like oh, see my to, family drink and arguing and the debating. Oh, but they then would you have. said you went to a party and you drank, and drank, like, and I was like, This is this, great. Is, this is great, I need more, okay. And, and then, I and I tried to haggle everywhere, everyone I could to get me more. You know, uh-huh. I'm only fucking 12 years old, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck I'm doing. I'm drinking like tall boys of like red dog, yeah. they don't even make it anymore, you know, but like. Like that just came into my teenage years, which was just all drinking weed and acid. Oh God. I loved acid and drinking too. What I like is it with the other. fucking, I wish I did acid. Dude. Oh, I love no, acid. You don't. I wish dude, I did DMT and I, like, I wish I did way more drugs than I did. Cause I'm like done and I can't do them anymore. Don't, don't trip on that. You can get all those same things. Yeah. This program. Yeah. You don't need it. You don't need it. Like it was interesting at the time, but I overdid it. You remind me of my friend Jason, who was also into industrial music and skinny puppy. There's something about acid and like industrial. It's the, it's the sound. It sounds like light and darkness simultaneously. Mm. You know, it's just like listening to what darkness would sound like and light. 
you know, and it's competition, you know, it's like order and chaos coming together and just like, boom, that's industrial music. You know? Not really. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean his thing. Oh, what? That's not really how it sounds. Oh yeah. No, it's no, no, no. Like dun, 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 dun. No, he, he just went. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that. No, uh, I did it as a joke at the end. Oh, you I did, did it, it as a joke at oh, the okay, end. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, I thought you did that. <laughs> I wasn't to say shit. Well, a lot of modern industrial now, especially like future pop, EBM stuff, like V and V Nation and Assemblage Twenty Three, they do a lot of the dancier, you yeah. know, stuff. I but. do like that. I like. I love Deep House and like UK Garage. Yeah, it's my favorite part of EDM. Maybe if you're on K ketamine or something. So yeah, it's another one I wish I did. Yeah. So then you're you're doing acid and stuff. Yeah, and I'm freaking you, out, and I see the world different than anybody. You know, I'm fucking. My eyes are opened. Let me tell you. You know, like I didn't. I don't. I think I had a psychotic break necessarily, but man, I was like interested in whatever everyone else wasn't interested in. So I'm like, oh, you're not interested in Satanism. I guess I'm interested in Satanism. Yeah. Like, you're not interested in philosophy or nihilism. I'm interested in philosophy. And yeah. nihilism. Like I just kept going down, check marking whatever people were ignorant about. I thought were ignorant about. That's what I spent all my time doing. Yeah. And industrial music. I wanted the most underground music. Yeah. What was more underground and dark than like industrial music? Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's like, those were my badges. You know, I knew yeah. the things you didn't know, the forbidden knowledge of culture, you know, mm-hmm. like that was my forte, you know, which only led me into, you know, like, and I'm not saying people shouldn't do this sort of thing or anything, but when you take that path, it's a lonely path and you're usually surrounded by people who are pretty lonely. Even when you're with them, you know, it's a lonely yeah. life, you know, usually very self-destructive, very, uh, very angsty. You, you don't know, know Jason DeCamp, do you? No, no. Should he, he and I spirit brothers, do we have a bond? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. I, I, I was tight with some of these people actually mm. at tweaker, fucking dark mm. you know like just I, I i get what you're saying yeah i'm glad because like it's something like even in aa especially in the south bay AA, it's like i mean i was yeah. i was sort of in that in my own way like you know satan anarchist yeah. cookbook cook. i put the first anarchist cookbook on the internet back one. in the day the website I mean, that's you see that right there that black book right there you know i saw i heard that <laughs> yeah. i have one right now that's yeah, fucking awesome dude yeah i mean uh, yeah. So. so then you hit a bottom eventually. Oh God. I mean, eventually I, I hit a bottom where like everything was just not to be too analogous, but I'm going to be like, it was just darkness and just, I was just in my parents' basement. It was winter sleeping on cushions on the ground and I was surrounded by, I don't know how many hundreds of beer cans in my shitty computer. And I'm just like wanting to die. I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta do something. So how old are you? 28. Went to rehab for 10 days, quit drinking for four years. You're, you're 28 at this time. At that time. Right. At that time, yeah. 28. Oh, so you were sober for four years. Four years dry. Yeah. What happened? Life happened. Okay, but hold on. Let's, let's, let's go back. So you're, you're in your basement. It's mm. cold. You got beers. Mm. And you're on the internet searching for fucking nihilism. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anarchist cookbook shit. Figuring out how to build bombs and I stuff. used to do that, too. <laughs> and, I used and, to set off quite a bit. And then you're like, all right, I got to fucking... I got to do something. At least you were like, you had enough. 
I could only read Camus so much and Sartre so much before I was like, "Wow, is that like Satanism?" No, no it's existentialism. Philosophers, okay, okay. yeah. And in, 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 in the midst of winter, I found inside me an invincible summer. You know, I'd read things like this, and I'd be like, "Oh, you know, like I rebel, therefore I exist." And I'm like, "Oh," and then I get all these little different ideas, you know. And I'm like, "I can't live up to any of these ideals." Being a miserable, pathetic twenty-eight-year-old mm-hmm. in my parents' basement. But you had enough introspection to realize that your problem was alcoholism. Alcohol, for sure. And then you just stopped drinking. After 10 days of rehab, I stopped, yeah. I had to make it real. So you went to rehab. Yeah. And you stopped for four years. Stopped for four years. But you were just fucking... Actually, life did get better um, in a lot of ways, and... Things became clear. Um, I don't want to be like that guy who's like, oh, it was miserable the whole time. Because it wasn't. Like, I ended up getting a good job. I had a great girlfriend. Um, you know, I was still an asshole, you know, in a lot of ways. Right. But, you know, uh, and I didn't really... I don't even know how to explain it. Things were fine, honestly, for so long. And then something happened, and I just felt stuck. And there's this feeling I get after doing the same good thing for so long. I just want to destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't just be consistently good. I have to destroy whatever it is that I built and build something new from it. You but know? not necessarily like consciously. It's not consciously yeah, necessarily. It's just it's like just a like, self-destructive. Yeah, as soon as I find yeah. the window, all of a sudden that part of me just goes, Hey, take that, take that window, like break it. Mm. Here's your chance. Do it. And I would do it. And I'm like, oh, there well, goes the girlfriend, there goes the house, there goes the job, there goes everything. It's like, fuck. We're mm. unsatisfied. Yes, very unsatisfied. That's it. Unless we are aware of the fact that we're unsatisfiable. Yeah. There and you then go. once I realize that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I like that. Of course I'm, well, it says it in the book. Yeah. We're unsatisfiable. Yeah. So, okay. Obviously, I'm not going to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Let me do what I'm supposed to do, which is help another person. And that was the big thing I didn't have. And I always had this instinct when I was sober before. I'm like, I'm not helping anyone. Right. I would sometimes drop off food, candy and movies to the rehab I went to. And like, that was my of service. And it probably felt good. Felt good. And I was like, I want to do this more. Yeah. You know, and I tried to find ways to do things, but I didn't know where to start. Like, how do you find people at the bottom who you could help? You hey, know, hey, hey, well, that was later down the road. That but, didn't even hit me in the head yet. Oh, so you were just like dry. I was just dry. Yeah, like, that's it, the thing. In AA, that's what really keeps me in AA and for a large part of it is like being able to help other fucking people. I love that opportunity. But I mean, it's also in like <laughs> when we go to Starbucks, like just being nice. Yeah. I hold it. Yeah. Those little things. I'm from the Midwest. So like we're fairly polite up there. I mean, that know, politeness too. is one thing, yeah. but like to actually like like talk to and listen to people. Yeah. Like today I went to Starbucks and they were like, they know me there. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. Like, I want to say that they kind of think I'm cool. (laughs) That's just, I'm sure they think you're cool, whatever. And they're like, Hey, you like this nitro? You want something in your nitro? And I don't just like dismiss them. Like I always used to. Yeah. I like look at them and I'm like, Oh, like, what do you like in your, like I have a little moment with them. Yeah. That's great. And I'm in that moment. And it's so cool to just be able to be in that moment. Mm. I, it's not night. That's not me. Yeah. 
I mean, that's me when I'm on Oxycontin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like in the fucking moment with you. Like I'm talking about like, I'll, I'll talk to the random person. Yeah. I'll start a conversation with like the mother yeah. in fucking the shoe store right. about like her whole life. Yeah. And we'll make plans. <laughs> that moment. Oh yeah. But, but if I can do that today, sober, like I did Dude. today at Starbucks. What? I mean, that's like my favorite thing about being on drugs or, or or drinking is like you're so in the moment. You are, and then like you're there, and then you re- then you think about when you're not drunk or high, and you're like, oh my god, I'm so clouded and like lost in anxiety, and I'm thinking about the future. Yeah. And I'm worried about all this bullshit. Like I wish. I mean, it's crazy that you did that sober because I've only done that like twice sober. No, I'm doing, and it. I'm like dying <laughs> to like do that. No, like, I'm I doing it, it like all the time. I'm doing it right now with you. We're doing it right now. You you do that. You do it. I actually, yeah, but, but so let's continue with your, um, my story. So so you're dry and then, yeah, dry. Um, I start like, I don't want to drink. So I start fucking around with, uh, uh, Vicodin on occasion Mm -hmm. that turns into Percocet Mm -hmm. on occasion that turns to Percocet a lot. That turns into, I can't afford this anymore. Life fucking sucks. All right. What, how do people quit? Because I can't quit on my own. I'm not going to go to a program or anything. That's retarded. So I'm going to take Suboxone. Well, I get Suboxone. <laughs> of course, I get hooked on Suboxone. But, but, but like the first time you took Suboxone, you got high. Yeah. You loved it. Loved it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was great when I first took Wait, it. Wait, dude. Like, so, but there's people who are sober who are on Suboxone, so they don't. Like, what's the, like, do you get high off of it or is it just like, that's a big debatable thing, man. Like, no, no, no. I it's mean, I think debatable. I get high. It's, it's not fuck. debatable. Some people say it's not. I'm like, I get high. No, so no, I don't no. know what you're talking that's about. That's crazy. Yeah. I agree with you. You're saying yes. It's, it's a drug. Yeah. You get, gets you high. Yes. It's like methadone. Let's yeah. just cut the bullshit. Yeah. I agree with you. Completely. <laughs> Chris Saavedra was on Suboxone. He was fucking drooling. He was Dude. higher than he was on Norcos. <laughs> Dude, those things will fuck you up. It's just yeah. some. It's just some bullshit that doctors made up. Honestly, I mean, I agree. you'd have to have such a low dose. Which I actually know someone who's on a low, who's been on a low dose for years. What's a low dose? I don't even care. So right, <laughs> I gotcha. I was just curious because you know eight milligrams is the standard. I'd usually do two to four. Yeah, I think he was eight. I think he's on like two eight strips like okay. every day or something. I don't. I don't know, but. Like, that's a lot but he's been doing it for years yeah so it's just to like maintain yeah well quitting that stuff's the worst thing i've ever experienced wow. like, that's when i first went homeless i was like quitting that stuff i first ended up in a shelter um withdrawing from that shit and whew, let me tell you because the fucking it lasts three months like the fucking symptoms of quitting so you just you stopped taking suboxone yeah just stopped taking it I and, and what else were you taking at that time, um, I had my own prescription of Clodipin, which I abused. And then, but uh, that doesn't really yeah, help. Or kind of didn't does. help. I mean, I don't know. It was strange. I, I basically fooled my doctor into giving them to me and then just overdid it. Okay, so where were you living at White when you quit Suboxone? Um, with my cousin, Robbie, in, uh, back in Ohio. But yeah, you're just all fucked up. Oh, we both are fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it was not pretty. So for three months you lived with him. No, I was living with him for a little bit before that. I mean, like during the- during that time. Um, yeah, uh, for about the, when I stopped paying rent, I'm just like I can't be a mooch, so I just left and ended up in. A, I did a rehab <laughs> for another ten days, then to the homeless shelter. And that was fucking awesome. You know, my first. I remember first walked into the homeless shelter, and these two black dudes see me, and they're like, "Just apologize to her, bro. Just apologize and go home." You know, like, oh, I wish that was the 
problem. <laughs> I didn't, it wasn't my girl that kicked me <laughs> out, you know, <laughs> fuck. So that was rough. Like, like that's like, I've never been to prison before. And this is the next closest thing. This is where people go when they go out of prison, you know? So there's like half the thing where straight, like, you know, uh, felon drug dealer types, addicts, you know, and some hard school, gnarly, stanky, homeless dudes, crazy as fuck, screaming in the middle of the night, all packed in. Yeah. I never smelled anything like that in my life. It's like if feet died <laughs> and then died again, and then it <laughs> shit came out of the dead foot, <laughs> it smelled like that. So then you were there for three months. Yeah. Until and I went to the YMCA. I mean, the whole shit, man. I started drinking again during there. I mean, I don't know how else to fucking go through it, honestly. Well, you never had tools. Yeah. AA gives you. Yeah, for sure, dude. I didn't Did have Did they any make of that. you go to AA meetings? Hell no, dude. Really? They'll make you get up at like seven in the morning and yet be in by like seven o'clock at night and then keep your bed. And that was that. And this is the middle of winter. Sus, could you give me the ashtray? Yeah, and this is the middle of winter too. Like just... So then you're you get out of the YMCA. How long were you in there for? Oh, a uh, month and a half. I can never pay my rent. So that then is, you... as it street from there on out for the next three or four years out there. Three years out there, about a year and a half out there. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Out there, I learned. I had a river. I found a little beach by the river in you know, Ohio. Yeah, in downtown, there's a Scioto River that goes right through the through the city. So I just had a little spot. I lived with some beavers and an opossum. And <laughs> I'm not kidding. And it was gnarly. It was awesome, actually. Wow. It was great. And then when did you come to L.A.? Oh, man. About three years ago, I came to L.A. After, wait, wait, wait. So yeah. you spent three years there. So it's just for, for ease of the time. Three years there, homeless, right? Thank you. I was working at a bar. I got really drunk when I was at work. And I fucking punched one of my bosses. And when I woke, when I, after I punched him, I woke up in a... Your boss, like, you, wait, so you're homeless and you have a boss? Yeah, I'm working at a bar. I'm as a, as a, as a, and they don't know you're homeless? Not at first, no. I just, I know how to carry myself well enough wow. to, like, just, for they would never know. Uh-huh. And, but, hey, I got really drunk at work, and then my boss has called me to the office, like, we know you've been drinking. One boss, you know, is about to put his hand on me. I say, if you touch me, I'm knocking you out. So he touched me, and I knocked him out. Then, like, three guys jumped on me and choked me out, and I woke up in a in a parking lot. And I'm like, well, looks like I'm done with Ohio. I fucking Googled best places to live in America if you're homeless. L.A. was like number two. Berkeley was number one. But I was like, I'll do L.A. first. So I just got a ticket. and fucking A ticket, what, on a Greyhound or something? Yeah, Greyhound. Did three so, days. So when you say you knocked him out, did you, like, actually knock him out? That's what I was told. Like, he, uh, Where'd the you people that witnessed in the jaw. So just, you, like, thought. You're like, okay. Yeah. I need to connect with this dude's jaw. Yeah, exactly. With your elbow? With my elbow. Yeah. <laughs> kind of interesting detail. <laughs> yeah. Because I, actually, well, I was thinking that and I didn't say I, it. I think about this shit too, like, because my brother's pretty fucking gnarly yeah. when it comes to scrapping. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just something, it's just something to think about. <clears throat> Like if you end up in a situation where you're actually going to be like fighting someone for reals, like yeah. it's not a joke. I oh mean, no. But I was so drunk and I so wanted to fight this guy. I was just like, give me a reason, motherfucker. Like, I don't care anymore. Like that nihilism of, I don't care. hundred no. percent. Like kill me. I'm going to knock you the fuck out though. <laughs> so, so now you're in LA In LA. We're living in, Vi- beach. no, oh. I was living in Venice beach. 
Venice Beach and Santa Monica Beach. Did that for a year combined. And that was like dope. No, it's terrible. I mean, in the beginning, you were like stoked. Uh, it's interesting, but then I realized I don't like any of these people. It's like the world's largest outdoor insane asylum. Wow. And there's this crazy yeah. schizophrenics on acid and meth everywhere. And it's like, they're not fun to talk to for more than like three minutes. <laughs> so whatever site you ended up on. Yeah. About. Yeah. <laughs> most, the best places to live as a homeless person. Right. They weren't, it wasn't written by homeless people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly. Right. Exactly, dude. Oh my God. That's so fucking So you crazy. spent a couple years in LA and you hit your bottom and you got sober. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, man. Fuck. But like, uh, there's so much weird little stuff, obviously that goes on, you know, like I did a bunch of shrooms and mescaline. I had a job at fucking you 800 degrees pizza. No, never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That like fancy but really cheap fucking pizza yeah. joint. There's one in Santa Monica. I was working there, and one of the guys there gave me some shrooms laced with uh, mescaline. That's what the doctors told. He just gave <laughs> them to you. Yeah, yeah. It's like how hey, many? How much? It was half an eighth, and he told me only eat half. And I'm like, dude, I've been tripping for fucking ever, dude. What yeah. the fuck are you kidding me? For sure. <laughs> I need two of these. <laughs> just like, just like my friend Jason. Yeah, I was like, this is bullshit. So I ate, the, I drank a twelve pack, and I was like, well, I don't, I should stop drinking so much. <laughs> so I ate the fucking shrooms, the whole eighth. Uh, uh, yeah, and you ended fucking, up in the hospital. Yeah, the next day I was going to like kill myself or something. I guess I don't know. I ended up in the ER, fucking in lockdown, fifty-one fifty. I was like, oh shit. So. Now, what is your, like, view on shit? On existence or what? Like, drug just, use? No, like, like nihilism and nihilism? shit. Nihilism? Oh. Like, just what are you now? I mean, I've, man, see, like, my entire philosophy is, like, how to overcome nihilism. Not to, like, ignore it. You have to confront it, you know? It's all about overcoming. And, like, that's how I see it. And I used to use, like the superpowers I imagined alcohol and drugs gave me. Cause you know, you treat the abyss like it's a boogeyman and you know, you drink and all of a sudden you're fucking spinach for fucking, uh, whatever his fucking name is. What's his name? Popeye. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm going to punch that abyss in the face, but all you do is you punch yourself in the face. Cause you are the abyss. It's fucking, and instead, you know, I, 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 I use the abyss as its own foundation. I build from the beginning. Like nihilism the default spot for me so far as i can see it what do you mean the everything has a foundation every belief structure has its foundations okay like even think mathematics you have axioms you have foundations you have the constitution is a foundation for american government and you have things like that well my foundation for all of my beliefs begin with the abyss or the nihilism Uh, and then from there i tried to build on top of that something of meaning and i don't think it's a way to escape it instead of use it so what's own. your higher power? Virtue. Uh, mm. I'm a virtue ethicist. So like I goodness. In, not yeah, it's exemplar goodness, like uh, courage, strength, um, temperance, wisdom. wisdom. Um, that's not one of them. Actually, I have it broken down into five forms. I have the virtues of the warrior, the poet, the jester, the monk, and the youth so far. And each of them embody different virtues. It's very like partial samurai, partial Aristotle. Okay. Have you heard the saying, 
Mm-hmm. We tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go. Absolutely, <laughs> right? No, like uh, no, no, no. I'm just yeah. Are you accused? Is this an accusatory question? No, I'm just wondering. Question? Okay, yeah, I understand. So, because um, it does sound like you're, yes. I, I'm the same way. Yeah, like, I'm punk rock, anti right. everything. Mm. I got to do my own. I'm gonna make my own path. Right, and I'm not gonna follow any of the structure. And if you say we need to have a DP, I'm gonna say no. Mm. If you say we need to have a, whatever, I'm going to do it this way. I'm I'm just saying. So I, I can. I I'm understand. Just, and I've definitely questioned that. But like, it's the best I can do right now. But I'm just wondering. Yeah. I'm just wondering if you've ever considered just being an alcoholic and just. Just simplifying it. To like, Keep it simple, stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't do that, my friend. I'm Unfortunately, I'm very systematic and I need big systems to work right. with. Well, but we, I also think it evolves as you... It does evolve. It's already over. evolved. It didn't my start off as I described. God or whatever is so much different My God, when I first yeah. got sober. And then yeah. in between then and now, it's been through like eight different variations. Yeah, know? no. My higher power is like water. It flows. It doesn't need to stay any which no, way. As it should. Yeah, and I, I, I use it for today and maybe tomorrow there's something better. But for, uh, that, um, for today, I, I dig it. But, um... Uh-oh. He's stumped. <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking about... Um, yeah. Um, so your higher power is virtue mm. in its basic form. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to? Do we want to get into your story now? Yeah. I um, I, sure. I don't know if we have time, but we have time. Because <laughs> we've actually never. I don't think I've ever heard your whole story. I definitely, never which is have. insane. Um, and I don't think you've heard mine actually, like the whole thing. So I'm down to hear yours. Um. Well, look, just, just to kind of sum up what, what I was saying, I'm not like, it's all good. That's great. As long as yeah. you're sober yeah. and you're finding, um, you know, you're, you're d- doing the, the daily maintenance and, you know, do you pray and I meditate and I pray to the warriors, so to speak, if I need to, or cool. the monk, if I need to, or well, the yeah. jester, if I need to, well, that's, what's cool about AA is it's our own, it's our own thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's whatever it needs to be. And I'm not in any way judging. I'm oh just, no. I, I'm just like. Seeing some parallels. That's being facetious. I understand the observation completely. Yeah, like, like for me. I made it too. Because like for me, when I got five years, like I had this kind of like bottom in sobriety where I like really tried to let go of like all these old ideas and just really like blank slate. That's like, great. I'm not, I don't know anything. I did that first time I was sober too. Oh, you, you said, this is what I was going to say. You said you can't do that. Do. You can't be simple because you think. Oh, I need to like, right? So, so complicate things or how to say create nuance to things. So, that's what we do. We can't yeah. do anything, yeah, without direction from a sponsor, guidance from a higher power. Mm. So, left to our own devices, we will oh. try to overthink and oh, like overcomplicate sure. everything. So, it's just something. To be uh, mindful. Of, yeah, to be mindful sure. of. Mindfulness is one of my virtues. So, <laughs> <laughs> like too much mindfulness, maybe. Mm, I don't know. So, like, there's something about like the really, really smart. Like, it's just like crazy, dude. This dude, Jason DeCamp, 
was like the smartest guy I ever fucking knew. My one of the he was just like this super insane gnarly addict artist mm. like industrial like he would he would always talk about like follow like how everything follows the path of least resistance. Yeah. And just like shit like that and like Nietzsche just all no, he was he's just a Nietzsche quote super guy. woke like yeah. but just so just too smart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he'd always fuck himself up because mm-hmm. he couldn't just, you know, and I, I believe that, that whiz, that knowledge is a curse. Sometimes I, I sampled that from a, a, a Coen brothers film called mm-hmm. the man who wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And there's this woman talking about how knowledge is a curse and wisdom sets limits to knowledge or truth. That's well, wisdom is cool. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, like, what do you mean? It sets limits to knowledge. Um, oh, like, you, wisdom is knows wi- that knowledge should be limited. And yes, not. exactly. You don't need to know everything and wisdom mm. will direct us into what needs to be known and what needs not be known. Mm-hmm. So that's a function of wisdom. Yeah. According to Nietzsche. So, but yeah, don't get me started. Cause I'll go on and on for about Nietzsche for an uncomfortable amount of time. I mean, run uh, it, run it. <laughs> I'm really, I'm actually really excited to, 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 learn some more about Nietzsche and like read uh, about Nietzsche. And yeah. Don't read about him. Read him. Right. Cause reading about him, it's like reading the, about a music. A song. Well, well what, the reason I said that is because yeah. I don't have like total confidence that I can read it properly, read it and understand it. You won't need to right off the rip. That's I, not how can. it works. I mean, I thought the same thing and then I, I did just read human all too human. It's one is easier in my opinion books it's just all aphorisms sayings broken down in a certain way it's it's a very playful book and it'll challenge the shit out of you and he's he's the one who said god is dead right yes i I remember reading god is dead and we have killed that in my contemporary moral issues class like a philosophy we were talking about that and yeah well like the whole thing was like him arguing with his friend and like a tape there's like two guys arguing about like the guy who says that, right? Oh, it's the madman. He came down from the mountain. That's yeah, Zarathustra. And he, he, like, and he announces that street. God is dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I kind of like, I think we're in a time like that in America, like right now where oh, like religion sure. isn't that no one, we used to have religion to guide us. Like, I think religion was made by like a bunch of dudes who like said like everyone shouldn't fuck all the time because there's STDs. Right. So it's like make marriage a thing and monogamy, like a thing. Right. And also there was no, um, there was no like, uh, birth control. So everyone just have babies with everyone. So like, let's make up monogamy and like marriage just to keep society like together. And then let's like make up this God that people should all care for one another because that's how society runs best. Right. And, um, I think that, that glue kind of held the world together for a really long time. And now we're at an age where like people just don't trust in that anymore or yeah. believe in that. So now it's like, now what's the glue? Well, even the people that say they believe in it, like have evolved their beliefs so much that it's not even like recognizable to a Christian, like 50, 60, 70 years ago or another religious person. People have had, you know, gays in the church. Oh, that's, yeah. that's not allowed. But now, you know, a liberal Christian is pretty common. Yeah. Like the, the glue itself is like changing. Too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, it's like, what do we, what do we like, ourselves? This is the dilemma, the Nietzsche, but dilemma. like ourselves is like not enough. Cause there are like really fucked up people and like really stupid people and mm-hmm. really selfish people. Mm-hmm. And then there's like really good people too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, um, they're not going like to go one away, of the founding though. fathers called 
like real democracy um, mob mentality. Yeah. And he said it's like the worst thing to have. Yeah. Nietzsche like would go against mean, the mob constantly. He, he called it the, the mob morality, the herd morality, which is just the mob of people saying, you know, you ought to do this, you ought it, to do that. It's kind of scary because it's like there's no guide anymore. Like I kind of wish we were still stuck in that like religious glue, mm. you know, because now it's then like you were saying earlier, now it's kind of become politics. politics. It's a new religion. Of course. But that's just like 10 times worse than it's, religion ever was. Well, I don't know ever. Well, it's hard to say because if you look at like fascism, communism, they did a lot of damage. But like that's something Europe faced a long time ago, still faces a little bit. But we're this is our first real encounter with it. So we'll see how we do. Hopefully we don't create a gulag or a uh, concentration and then you, camp. And then you throw the internet into the mix. And then everything is amplified. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, like I used to think that like the polarization of like the left and right was something exclusive to like now, mm-hmm. but it's not. No. Like Ronald, like George Bush was like way worse president than Donald Trump. Like he killed way more people, but like, it's just, it just seems worse because the internet. Yeah. The immediacy of it. And it's like, it's their dragon to slay Trump, I guess. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think we know. I, think I don't think we know. That's why I love when Jordan Peterson talks about like individualism mm-hmm. and how like all we can do is like make ourselves yes. better and like we need to focus on like what's positive and like I think that there's like I, we always end up talking about this like oh, how the internet is somehow amplifying like negative things. No, no I think it. No, no, I think it amplifies like positive things too. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's like super interesting. I think like, it's the, like the biggest thing that happened to the human race yeah. since ever. And I and think it, it's, it's really negative and really positive at the same time. But overall, I think it's going to be positive because it's going to connect us. But it's so new right now. Mm. I, I don't even chaotic. I, I don't even think we should be looking at it as in like negative positive terms. I think we should just look at it as like a way to the truth. Mm. And it's up to us to decipher what that is. And if we are like looking for the right thing, I think that we inherently know what the truth is. That's why I'm like gravitate towards like things like Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro or Joe Rogan or cause like, I think that they're really trying to get to the source of the truth and what is really what like men are supposed to be uncomfortable and we're supposed to like challenge ourselves daily and we're supposed to enjoy the journey not the destination and Mm. live in the now and like all these things are becoming more clear i I, I think like a a big reason why we like have this like weird different um perspective on the internet is because we're like in two different worlds completely as far as like age and like race and like culture go like for for you i could totally see how like Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan, like all your friends are listening to it. They're all talking about it. All your friends are on this new spiritual tip, right? Uh-huh. But I'm like 22 and none of my friends are on that and they're all in the negative. Mm. And your friends? Yeah. Right I mean, now? Okay, not like, I mean, the people I'm around is, I mean, I'm on a college campus, right? And like, I could see. Are they not all JP? They don't, they they don't know like, who the fuck, fuck Jordan Peterson. They're and on if college they do, campus. If How they do they not do, know? If they do, they like take the wrong side of Jordan Peterson, oh, of like no. the super right wing stuff. Oh, no. And um, nobody knows who, who Joe Rogan is. Whoa. You know what I mean? And I think it's be, we have to be careful about like generalizing because we are in a bubble in LA. And then wherever, we, what city we like live in, that's like another bubble inside of a bigger bubble. But, but you don't really know either. 
your sample size is pretty small also. And, you know, I, I think that like people are smarter than they were. Definitely. Like they're going to be, it's easier for them to come across this sort of information. Yeah. You know? it. It's just, that's, this is a simple way to simplify it. Yeah. Like, I think human interaction is something we should value more. Oh, for sure. But I think that like what will happen is we'll start to like recognize that and make certain things like cell phone bags at dinner <laughs> that's already happening at comedy shows. And, right. You know, like Sunday, no it's phone. Like I want to throw an 80 themes party, an 80s themed party and take everyone's cell phones. Out yeah. Way, you know, just, boom boxes. They're just an excuse to get people's cell phones out of their hand because they need a, they need a reason. You know, and then also, I think another thing like to try to examine it is like a dead end because we can't really know. Yeah, Yeah, but I love examining. Yeah, but I I would rather just contribute in a positive way. Yeah, because examining it isn't really going to get us anywhere because we don't really. Yeah, but it's like fun. Yeah, but it's also (laughs) it's like really entertaining. It's like a loop. Are you a masochist? Do you just like like to hurt yourself? I mean, yourself? sometimes. No, I get it. No, I'm the same way. I dig it. I've actually delved into psychological ma- masochism. Yeah. In like porn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. BDSM. Like, I actually went through that phase. No, 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 no. Like, no. That's not masochism. No. Like that's because that the other person's in pain. I'm talking about like you're in pain. Okay. Where that's, like that's masochism. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've I've delved in that too. Yeah. But <laughs> you were just you making strike a joke. me as someone. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let um, me interrupt. No, yeah, but I think, no, I think it is positive, but I, I also just think that there's a lot of people who just aren't, like, I know the internet, it's there, but there's a lot of people who aren't using it. No, they have it know, for and SoundCloud. And, and then there's, like, yeah, and there's a lot of Twitter people who, like, they just join there's the, just the, the tribalism, right? They don't, like, think for themselves yeah. at all. Just because you have the internet doesn't mean that you're going to become smart. Like, there's been books around forever, you know what I mean? And people still just chose not to. No, it doesn't. It I think that it takes a certain class of people, maybe just people who are, well, I, I saw this quote today where it was like, it was like hard times make strong men, mm-hmm. strong men make good times, good times make weak men mm. and then Full weak circle. men make bad times. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's <laughs> like, actually, whoa. that's, that's a good, and yeah. I was thinking of, it's like, uh, like when I, when I walk on like my college, I don't talk to, I don't talk to anyone. I mean, I talk yeah. to like some people, but I just don't fuck with people mm-hmm. and, um, I could see, and then I go to an AA meeting and I talk to everybody because there's like, we share this like pain and this like struggle that we overcame and by overcoming that pain, we like kind of unlocked something in ourselves where like mm-hmm. we're more empathetic Mm. And we're more like awoken to what life is because mm. there's a lot of people I know that are like very just stuck in this, like the matrix and like the simulation. Yeah. You know, not just and the conspiracy no matter what theory tools guy. you give those people, they'll always like kind of be there unless, unless they have their like moment of pain or whatever, you know mm. what I mean? But you're, you're giving all this, the meaning mm. what you're, you're giving everything the only meaning that anything has is the meaning that you are giving it. Ah, I think he's onto something. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're labeling all these things as positive, negative, the meaning of life. That's, that's just your label. Okay. So all the meaning that things have are, is only get, you're the, you're the only person that's giving it meaning. Like 
it's not positive because you say it's positive. Mm. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean, I, all I have is my opinion. And that's, and, I don't and, have the truth. And I, I, I think for me to try just, just to let everything be and not try to not give it meaning so much just to like allow it to be and just to just kind of like walk and just let things be. That's like where I'm finding the most peace. Yeah. That's, I'm right with you on that one. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like it's treating it as scenery. It's yeah. Like you can look at it as it. you walk by, but you're walking by. Yeah. And, and to try to like label every little thing and to try to like give all these things meaning. At the same time like, though, I'm very sympathetic to that too, because it's like, that's what we want to do. But we're doing that. It's like I mean, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like you can't let it affect you, and like you know, you walk by the scenery and stuff. It's it's not like I'm thinking about it like all the time. Yeah, no, for sure. But it's not even that. You comment on it as you go by. Yeah, it's not even that we're thinking about it all the time. It's just like the all the positive things or the negative. Like everything is a part of. It's all a part of life, and it's all a part of. Like we need the dark and the light and the, and the, and the positive and the negative, And we need it all. We need the stupid people. We need the smart people. <laughs> Not that they're stupid or smart. It's just like, it's all just, it just all just is. And yeah. it's okay. Yeah. And the internet is just cool because it, it's just like sort of, um, melting everything into this one mm. where, where we're, we're all connected. I mean, we didn't even have a voice. Yeah. So many people didn't have a voice or a platform for, for better or worse. It's just, mm. so the, the, I, I, I would like to believe that like the cream will rise to the top. I want to believe that. Yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> okay. I think that that's kind of where we're, that's why we're always sort of coming to this fundamental, like dis disagreement of whether or not we're evolving. I think we're evolving. No, I think we are evolving too. Right. And evolution. I think that, yeah, like evolution is usually is probably is, is, is going, we're, 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 we're approaching like a higher, better, if you will, state yeah. of being where we're, where we're, we're smarter and we're figuring out how to, how to not pollute the earth and, we're, we're, we're going to figure out better ways to treat each other. And mm. we're, uh, we're moving towards this euphoric society and it doesn't look how we are expecting it to look. Yeah. So we're kind of like, wait a second, internet computers, bra- uh, computer chips in our brain. Like, <laughs> wait, I don't know if I like that. We we're going to be able to live forever. Wait, that's not what I'm used to. So that must be bad, but I don't really think that it, we have to change how we're, how we're seeing it. It, It's, it's just different. What do you think, Josh about the future and where we're heading? Yeah. Oh man. AI and all that. Right. I mean, Oh, it's so hard to predict. Or I mean, I guess, what do you think about kind of like the, uh, like the wall me and Pat hit about like what we think of people. Um, and optimism versus pessimism. But I think that shifts back and forth. I, I figure like the most pessimistic outwardly are very optimistic inside, and the vice versa. You know, I think there's always that duality, and you know, the the, the side that we vocalize is the side we really want to be true. 
then uh, you know huh. I so he's inside in. inside pat's pessimistic super <laughs> and inside i'm optimistic yes, yes. You know, so um, we vocalize the opposite, opposite. Yeah. i'm as dark as it gets yeah and so. i know that's not the answer yeah I it just sucks know. i know it's not too and i feel the same way because inside there's a darkness like a motherfucker yeah. but i'm usually try to be as kind and understanding as patient as possible and that's you know? where the and peace like, oh. that's where we find peace yes I agree. When the negativity is coming at me mm-hmm. on YouTube, which it has been a lot does that, lately. Does, I've been yeah. meaning to ask you. I like, hit does it that with aff- positivity. Does yeah, that affect you? Like, does that? Because none of it's geared towards anyone else but you. Oh, shit. Because uh, you're like the face of like the kind of thing we're building. Like, does it like a little bit? You? Like, even when I put in my edits, I'm like, does this bother you? Like, you know, when I wrote like, when I put in the negative comments as a joke. A little bit, but I, I, I find... I reconnect and I and I and I respond with love. It's, and there's more. Positivity. There's more to come, dude. If we do hit 10k and then we hit 50 and then we hit 100, it's just gonna get worse. That's fine, but it's like dope. <laughs> I mean, I think we, it's we, great. We, 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 we had, it's gonna give us. It's good for us. I mean, dude, I was in the electronic pop group. We had millions of views on like all of our videos, so I was reading. You fucking wear Gigi Allen shirt, you fucking faggot. <laughs> Who do you think you are, some punk rocker in an electronic group? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that shit used to kind of fuck me up a little bit, but I'm used to it. It's fine. I, I know what that Got is. Thicker skin. Now. I, didn't, I didn't think yeah. it. I didn't think it affected you that much. No, it's yeah. just. It's just a that which does not kill me makes me stronger. Yeah, it's just a, It's just a. I'm aware of like the negativity. And what I'm saying is that all I can do is greet it with love and positivity. I'm not going to like try to figure out like, you know, anything. I'm just, you know, just <laughs> I don't know, but I just want to figure shit out all the time. It's just me. And I, you know, I should yeah. let it be, but like letting it be sometimes like peace is kind of like boring for me. Yeah. That's also you know, a problem. I just like to fuck shit up. And I like you to need think to about re- stuff yeah, and I like exactly. to talk about it. And you know, we're always looking for that balance. Yeah, always looking for that balance. For but inside, reason. I'm actually an optimist, yeah. according to Josh. Right, I think, I think which I'm, like I kind of like am, and you kind of call me out. Right, right. Yeah. but you it's know, right. yeah, I know. you know that we need to be positive and yeah. I just like to play with ideas and like challenge yeah. shit and like <clears throat> that's you what know, we do. Like, like my, I was telling you, like my, my, uh, I had this philosophy teacher who would literally come in the class and he'd be like, he'd be like, God is dead. And he'd be like, there's no God. And the entire hour would be the entire class debating with him. And he'd beat us the, every single class. Well, what and he is, was really good. And it was see, just I, fun. If, it's if, just if, like, it's just like playing basketball <laughs> or like fucking jujitsu, but like with your brain. Yeah. It's super fun. And like, there's this one time where he came in and he was like, your dog doesn't love you. <laughs> wow. This one kid was like, no, dude, when I come home and that dog sees me, he like knows it's me. And my whole family says like, oh man, he loves you so much. He missed you. And then and the teacher's like, yeah, well, if I kidnapped your dog and I fed him and I gave him water for a week, he would completely forget about you. <laughs> and this kid, you could see his face just like slowly die. What a dick professor. I know, I but love he him. was so yeah, dope yeah. though. Yeah, because, because yeah, he, like, he, he and, would... then, and then I had this other professor who like, was the class was called death and dying and he the, these are like college kids like you know those kids who are like on their phone or don't give a fuck like they were like scared and like listening the whole time because he'd be like there's three things about death it's inevitable um it's uh you can't take it back what was the third one? Oh, and it's, it's permanent a, it's and it's permanent. permanent yeah and like for our final we had to plan our funeral 
straight up. I like that. And like, it's, I just love shit like that where it like challenges. Do you have to write your own eulogy? Uh, you had to decide who, who said it. Okay. Yeah. And then like some people like still like missed it. And I think it's really important (laughs) for to just like tell kids sometimes like you're going to die. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's fundamental. And there was like this one girl who at her funeral, she wanted to play cascade. She's Mm. like, I won't want my funeral to be sad. I want it to be like happy. And he was like, are you retarded? You know? And they were like, I just, and I feel like everyone in that whole class like grew because we had it. Yeah. So that's why I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I remember uh, when I first realized I was going to die. That was pretty gnarly, dude. Like when I like fully thought about like when you were permanence really, when I was when a little kid, you, yeah. like really little, like six or seven or something. And like, I really meditated on the, on that fact that like, that's it. That's done. Oh shit. I think that's one of my first panic attack. Like I, I still get those sometimes, but I went through a long time. I'd get like death anxieties. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, a lot of kids don't go there. No, they don't. I went there. That's that was so weird. Thing. That's an interesting. Yeah. yeah. My therapist says the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like my, like Steve is, it trips on that a lot. Yeah. He has anxiety uh, yeah. about that stuff. My, I think Steve. it's made me more compassionate towards people though. In yeah. a lot of ways. Cause it's like, fuck, I know what boat you're in, bro. We're in the same boat. Sucks for us, huh? Yeah. It like, really yeah. is the only thing <laughs> yeah. that is guaranteed, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, death and taxes. Nothing else is guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ray, Ray Kurzweil is talking about how it's only a matter of time till we are going to be able to live forever. Yeah. Yeah, are you seen, into that? Are you into futurism? That futurist well, stuff? Have you seen the uh, Singularity, that the Ray Kurzweil documentary on <sighs> Singularity? Possibly. I had a friend who was a pretty big futurist, and we watched some stuff. I can't remember the names of a lot of it. I uh, mean, uh, I don't really... Is he considered a futurist, or do you know what like that is? He's just like a smart dude that okay. like predicts a lot of shit, and he okay. invented like the key- electronic keyboard. Oh, cool. And like a, like a printer for deaf people. Oh, interesting. But a, he predicted that we would all like have a shared consciousness like, uh, he, uploaded he, into like a his whole cloud. thing is that technology is evolving at this exponential rate. Yeah. So if the computer was the size of a room mm-hmm. like tw- a year. 20 years ago. Yeah. Now it's I believe like, the rate is what it doubles every year and a half. But by doubling, it means that like yeah, it's it gets, quadrupling. Yeah, the, like and it's eight drupling. Yeah, yeah so 16. it's 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 right it's now absurd. it's yeah. getting so it's evolving at such an exponential rate right now that like. But we do know there's a cap because we use silicone chips and the silicone atoms only so small and you can't break that until down we any find smaller. the next chip. if there is one. Yeah. Optimists there say is. there are, yeah. obviously, but like, <laughs> like there is no guarantee that that's the case, or it may take a long time. So there might be a, a moment of just pause on the mm. whole technology growth thing. Whoa! Well, he yeah. he's just basically saying that, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. It's the size that 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 computer that was the size of a room is yeah. now the size of a phone and like a hundred times more powerful. Yeah. So then it will be the size of like a microchip. And a thousand times more powerful, which will be able to implant it in our brain or in our body. And then it will tell our immune system what to do. See, that would be amazing because you can have the most powerful computer in existence, but if you don't know how to work it, what good is it? You know, you have to be able to program it. You have to know how to, you know, manipulate, tell it to how to manipulate the environment that it's in. You know, it's like protect you from diseases. Like, what does that mean? You know, like, no, they need to know specific 
yeah. operations, you know, very so he's detailed. Just, he says that we'll, yeah, what's going to, what's going to stop that from happening is religion. Mm. That's the big thing. That's Wait. the big thing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because to, to, to live forever is goes against. Hmm. There's this television sort show of playing God and on Netflix, something you know, called like who to, wants to, to, to live forever, dude. That sounds fucking who wants shady. to live forever. Are you no. kidding me? No, there's like a, there's like a, Batman. what about 5,000 okay, okay, years? Here, here's a philosophy lesson. I learned as, as an yeah, 11 years old. What, what it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's okay. Do you want to die? Would I you mean, die right now? Uh, I mean, no, I want to live a full life and okay, then die. You, full okay, life. Okay, so let's just say you're uh, 70 years old and you're about to die. Do you want to be like, do you, do you want to have the option to maintain the health that you have right now? No. You're absolutely out of your mind. That's and if you ever, if you go and hey, you talk to let somebody, the diers why don't die. you, no, 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 let no, them no. die. <laughs> we need more room for us. Saying like, you, you can choose. <laughs> you can no, choose. that's miserable. Can I go back to what I was going to yeah. say? Okay, go for it. Before you, guys, before you guys assumed that I don't know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, shit. All right, but throw your Batman example. I was going to, there's this Batman villain. Oh, who, shit. He's immortal mm-hmm. and he becomes, he Very, loses his mind because he's immortal. Mm-hmm. And they ask him like, what happened? And he becomes like a, he was Jack the Ripper. He was like all these fucked up people yeah. is because he would fall in love and then they would die. And then he'd build this whole, and then they all die. And then he'd live and then he'd do it again. And they'd all die. And then he'd live and he'd do it again. And they'd die. And then he lived. Yeah, and the he problem is everyone else mind. was mortal and he wasn't this yeah. scenario. Everyone's immortal. Exactly. Yeah. But so like, that, that, that but like things thing. are good because they end. But there, who, who says it's not going to end? It just ends later. Right. It yeah, ends whenever you want. It, it ends when, want when you end later. You, you just, you're just healthier and you don't yeah. have to. I mean, look, disease. My friend died of cancer and it wasn't chill yeah. for anybody around. I'm sorry. And if there was something that could have prevented that. Well, that's no, different. No, but it's young. not really that different. Because if you have anybody who dies in your life that you love, it's hard and it sucks. And if everybody right now could just live and be okay. The only problem is we wouldn't be able to give birth to new people. We would, but it would be with restrictions. It, it would have we have to be outlawed. To... And this is just what he's talking about. Look, whether or not some people might want to, some people wouldn't want to, but the point of the conversation is that religion would be the thing that would, there would be a religious war. He's predicting this is what's going to happen in the next 20 to 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we will be confronted with the option to live forever. It's it's kind of started too because there was a I think it was a Korean scientist who against everyone in his board and everything, he secretly did CRISPR Cas9 with his genome editing. Mm-hmm. He changed a gene in these uh these uh two twins' uh DNA to make it so they could never get AIDS. Mm. And everyone lost their fucking mind because there's all these ethic boards with science and like, you can't do that. You're playing God. But like the kid, like it worked. Yeah. And like, he like, he did it and he knew that he would start like a revolution of genome editing because mm-hmm. of that. And I think it's already started. It's yeah. Well, there's it's a going lot to start of, in China. It's going to go forward in China, not the, not the West. There's a we lot of ethics. Yeah. Boards. Who knows? There's just gotta be a lot of things starting. Yeah. And yeah. also, wouldn't you get bored? Like when would like, dude, if you live forever, wouldn't you get bored? 
No, I think that it's we, like watching a movie. But what if never it, what ends. if it wasn't never? It's just three hundred years. Say, for example, like do you think cavemen used to give each other shit? Like you want to live to sixty? Like that's stupid. Try like twenty. Yeah, I know, right? Like they're like. So we're now living four times as long as yeah. they were, and if evolution continues the way it has been, we'll be living four times as long as we are in yeah. fifty years. What took a hundred? But like, years I don't, I, ne- I don't want to be seventy. Okay, but you don't want. They didn't want what we have now because they couldn't comprehend it. But in we the same have, way that we can't comprehend what's coming. Next. But we have seventy now, and I don't want it. Does that look fun to you? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is you would you would keep what you have now. You wouldn't you wouldn't get older. Your your body would just maintain what it has right now. Yeah, but and, and, and 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 that's like watching. Imagine watching lost but the seasons <laughs> never ended dude it would fucking suck well, my- but it ended and that ending was amazing dude uh, and they were all that, and then they're at the church or whatever good show like game of thrones dude it's fucking ending and it's gonna end well mm. but like if it goes on forever it's like why am i even watching this? you're trying to imagine something that's unimaginable mm. stanley kubrick made a movie about the future it's your favorite movie yeah. And he's the smartest, most qualified person to make that movie when he made it. And look how off he was. 2001, 2001. Okay. looked so much different. You can't imagine what it's going to look like or feel like to have these options. I'm just saying, let's embrace technology and like accept what happens it's without coming. like judgment and trying yeah, to imagine no. what a cell phone. I'm not. No, no, I'm not. Like this is like Stanley Kubrick should have had that in his movie. Okay. And he would have <laughs> never even thought of this. Would have never. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> the, the future and especially now that things are evolving at this te- at this exponential rate. Right. Like it's we can't even comprehend what it's going to look like or feel like. But yeah, for like, me yeah, as no, the I optimist know. in this conversation, I'll say to be <laughs> able to master the art of like playing a piano or like the nuances of like psychologic psychology or like even like ballet or just to be able to appreciate all these Sup. things. Sup. Can you restart that to be able to appreciate all these things that I don't have enough time on earth to uh, to learn or appreciate like that's what we would be able to do imagine you could be depressed for 300 years dude I'd be pretty fucking Well sick. I, I guess I guess one of the biggest reasons is cuz I want to see what's like after this Right not only that but I'm like why stoked. Rush? No 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 I'm saying like after I die but like dude imagine like what's... imagine being able to master all the art <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and, and just like, good and then, and then like have like this unlimited amount of budget to, to, to create because like the longer you live, the more you can like save. And like, I don't know. I just, it's hard to imagine. I get, I, that's I, the I, thing. I, yeah. That is kind of intense. You're trying now to compare it to like part. an episodes of loss. It's just like, that's not <laughs> like, there's a TV show on Netflix that just came out last year. It's basically the future like that where people live forever sort of thing. They get, Basically, they just have transferred their consciousness through a device into a new body they call sleeves. Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah but something like, carbon, right? Yeah, um, altered carbon. Altered yeah. carbon. It's actually yeah. pretty dope. Like, I, saw, I liked I it. I watched all of it. Yeah, it's pretty sick. I walked, watched it all in two days, you know? Dude, I like, I, it was like so good. Yeah, right. And me and my wife were just like, this wow. is fucking amazing. Right. Got a really good IMDb rating, too. Yeah, I did. I hope so. But then towards the end, mm. it's very difficult to end these shows. Yeah. The last few episodes were kind of like, wait a second, mm. Samurai. Yeah. What's going on? It was still good. Well, though. it's a confusing show. There's a lot going on. A lot. It's one of those ones you have to watch twice. 
easily. Right. And I didn't pay my, I, I didn't pay hundred percent attention to it the whole time. You know, I, I think I pretty much got it. I think that guy's really good too. that actor, that tall yeah. blonde dude. Yeah. He's pretty good. He sells the whole, like it's the perfect sci-fi noir, you know, it was like, great. like, yeah. Oh, noir. That was one thing I wanted to add about like Europe. Yeah. They've been around for so much longer. This like noir, noir means like black in French. It's like dark, like detective noir. Like mm-hmm. it's like this, um, yeah, like the darkness and the set. Like that's something that because they've been around, oh, yeah. just just because Europe has existed for so much longer than oh, America, yeah, yeah, is also part of the reason. We're little babies. We're why, little babies? We're why? the optimists. It's also part of the reason why they gravitate towards some of these darker arts. Oh, for sure, and a lot of it comes from Germany and France. You know, right. like one were the Nazis and the other were occupied. So the by longer the you exist, the more cynical you become. Well, it's not, it's not just cynicism. Yeah. It's not cynicism. It's like, there's a beauty in, in the darkness. It's not, it's like, um, yeah, it's not even like darkness. It's just like overcoming struggles Mm. and just like depth. It's like depth. I don't know. Mm, yeah, 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 I can't say I can saying. even think of a word for it, but you, 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 I, you got it. We, we, we all, I'm just kind of thinking more Wickham right now. Wickham. We have to be careful when we're labeling and judging so what, quickly. What was I labeling? Well, and like, judging? you know, like dark is bad or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or darkness. like the internet is bad or good or someone who's dumb. is. I don't dumb. think I ever said any of that. Did well, I... you were saying how like your friend, you don't talk to anyone on campus and the, the kids that are your age are not getting the positive stuff from the internet that that has to offer. And like, I never said it was bad or good. I think you were implying that it was like a bad thing. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. I didn't say it though. We, we just, we don't really know. Right. I just love that. Like we don't, we just don't know. Right. Yeah. You know? Socrates said, "All I know is I know nothing." And then Green Day said, "All I know is that I don't know." Actually, no, that's Operation Ivy, and Green Day covered it. Mm, gotcha. Well, Socrates said it first. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. So you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm going to Aspen at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Lucky. All right. Yeah, but getting up that early, I guess. Wait, I got, how we long gotta wake are you there like for? 5 a.m. Mm. So till fucking Wednesday. Well, I told you I'm going to film plus I got sus on some other stuff and we have, you got mad podcast episodes that we can put out. So yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to come back with like a pretty cool like vlog. Like my brother's going to get pretty blacked out with your camera though. Right. Um, yeah, maybe some of it from my phone and the cam because the cam, the phone's easier to talk to. Yeah. You know well, saying? that's why I wanted the others, the RX 100s, the screen flips out. Oh, uh, we should get one okay. because I can't, Veronica can't, I can't keep giving her the camera. Film me, film me. It's, yeah. yeah I, I think yeah, a yeah. lot of this is going to be, fine. I mean, the phone looks great. Wait, why, why? All right, let's wrap it up. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. But what, what, what are you worried about as far as. Oh, goodness. No, I'm not worried.